You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael, and with me in the studio today is Jay, formerly from the AK. You said formerly from the AK, what does that mean? Yeah, I did. You know, uh, I, I had this crazy notion to pick up and leave and go down to this little small state here in the lower 48. So, the small state meaning... Uh, what, I think they call it Texas. Yeah, right on. <laughs> now, you know I'm from Texas, so I'm partial to that. But you're moving from the biggest state to the second biggest state. Oh, right? okay. So it is the second biggest? Okay. Yeah. I, when you're number one, you don't really think about everybody else. <laughs> you don't else. look towards number two? No. <laughs> mm, you know. no. Nothing wrong with I that. I mean, Texas only takes up, what, just a little just a little bit of the, you know, just the state? That's true. Alaska takes up two-thirds of America. People don't realize that. Yeah, that is big state. So, Well, welcome to the studio. Uh, we're live today. It's uh, Valentine's Day. It is. It is. And uh, we were able to uh, go out this morning and fly together. It was. We got we got to go out and out to the field and fly with all the folks and uh, with your club, and uh, it was fun. Uh, w- the first thing I like is that we didn't have to shovel anything. Yeah. We yeah. were shoveling snow. <laughs> My back is killing me. <laughs> Um, just before I came down here, I mean, it, it's kind of surreal to just a day ago be shoveling, you know, a foot of snow to clear out my camper so I can take my truck and park it underneath. And then, you know, to be here and my dog is down here and it sounded like she was a marathon runner. Yeah. Last she's night sweating. she was in the room with us and I just hear, Oh, 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 oh gosh. I almost got, I was I'm like, golly, do we have to take you to the vet? My gosh. <laughs> take this sweater off of me. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But uh no, it's it's great being down here. It's it's nice. And plus it's really cool to be in the same studio studio with each other for once. Yeah, it uh it is. Most of our podcasts are uh done uh, via Skype, obviously, mm-hmm. in, in several states away. But uh this is kind of neat because we can uh, kind of see each other and Talk with their hands and all that good stuff. Yeah, so. and the eye contact. That's kind of that's <laughs> that's also kind of nice to actually see you and and get the whole yeah. eye, you know the eye contact. What's going on? What you're thinking? That it's amazing. We as humans, humans, when we don't see that interaction with each other, that's eh, true. It, it's kind of lacking. You know, it's kind that of kind of it kind of helps along with the conversation. Well, good. Well, I'm glad you're here. Welcome. Um, we made arrangements today to go to the Electric Festival, I think. We did. Yeah. We did. It, it, things just worked out for us. And it looks like first we were thinking about doing it a couple of months ago. And then, unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, fortunately, I sold my house. And then I had other things in my mind. And it just all worked out. So okay. I got a flight, came down here. Whew, might as well go see Mike. <laughs> you know, it's, stay for a couple of days. Hey, the Electric Festival is only a couple of days after, after that. We were able to stay. And now we're going. Well, good. Hopefully, we'll do a podcast from the Electrical I Festival. I think so. I, I think we could try to do something. Electrical Festival. Electrical? Yeah, it's Electric Festival. Electric. Right electric. <laughs> electric. Yeah, sorry. So you brought me some things. This is pretty interesting. Uh, uh, yeah. It's, what uh, is this? It's Christmas in February. Yeah, no doubt. It, it's it's kind of a tradition. I, I, um, this is true. I come to your house, and I always want to entice yeah. And uh, like I said, I like to say I'm I'm your muse and a muse <laughs> for folks who want to get into a hobby. And so I don't want you to get bored. Yeah, I'm not bored. 
Well, sometimes you look, you know, <laughs> oh, I just got to go out and fly this. I know. Oh, right? look, I'm doing a 3D. I'm high, I'm high. I'm doing Harrier. Oh, look at that. <laughs> uh, Four-pointer. <laughs> so I always want to bring down something new and fresh and just to kind of get your juices thinking and going. Yeah. You know? Make me think more three-dimensional. <laughs> well, just, just to pique your interest. It's like when you came up to Alaska and we flew – Water planes, yeah, that the whole time, neat. the whole time that you were up there, yeah, or I took you neat. out and we did night flying, sure, and you'd never done that before. So mm-hmm. I'm always trying to think of something to kind of introduce you to get you excited about the sport, even though you get seem to get excited every time we test a new model. That's always exciting. Oh yeah, that things, was exciting. Things go wrong, but anyway, <laughs> um, so this time down, I thought, well, what can I bring you? Because unfortunately, you travel a lot, you read a lot, you do a lot, yeah. So. I bring you a new speed plane? No. That's boring. What are you saying? What do you get the guy that has everything? Is uh, kind of. You're kind of <laughs> like that. So, and then, and plus, Not I, I know your way. personality and I know, I know I don't want to get you some big trainer looking thing, you know, that's button along, you know, OJ looks great. It's really authentic. Thanks. The ugly, <laughs> the <laughs> and ugly I, stick. And I come back and it's still in the box and you're, you know, it's propping up your TV. Hey, <laughs> Mike, are you, are you going to put that together? Oh, oh yeah. Hey, eventually. I was, just, I was just waiting for you next time you came back. <laughs> So, so this time I figured I'd get you something that you didn't have before. So I thought I'd get you some funky whirly bird. Yeah, this is weird. I, I've never really even thought about a gyro plane. Yeah. So I got, I got you a, a auto gyro and, um, it's, it, I, it's from Bang Good Hobbies. It's, uh, nice our, fa- our favorite it's place. It's starting to become our new one. Yeah. yeah. And they've been coming out with new planes and I saw it and it was, uh, Quite literally, and this is how this happens between you and you and I. Right. I see something. I'm not even thinking about. It. I may be thinking about something very specific I want to do or get for you, and then bang, something just rolls across my desk, or I hit a website, and I go, "That's it. Oh, oh, let me order it right now." Right. So this time, I I work my little magic, and it should have shown up. You know, when you go on your trips, so that you go off to work, you came back. And we'd be arriving like the next day or two. Right. It's going to arrive like that night or that right. day that I got there. So we'd have time to build it together while I'm here and enjoy it while I'm here. So, of course, <laughs> the weirdest thing happens with all this stuff, especially with our plans. Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law. What happens? It goes I'm, to the wrong post office. <laughs> exactly. So I'm looking, I'm, I'm tracking this thing on my phone and I look down and it goes, you know, I'm still in Alaska. And Mike was just coming back home. That, in fact, you were you had just landed, right, and you're driving right. back. And I'm like, "Are you going back to the house?" And you're like, "Yeah, I'm heading that way." You know, getting trying to get things ready for you. And I'm watching the the, the postal thing. And I'm like, "Oh, it's getting delivered this afternoon. Perfect." By and, the way, by the way, I didn't know this was coming. No, you didn't know. You didn't know it was coming. So, so I'm like, "Oh, this is perfect. It's going to surprise him. This will be great. I'm coming down the next day. Excellent." <laughs> and I look, and it says, uh, "Package not delivered." returning, returning back to sender. And I'm like, what? It just came from <laughs> Xinjiang, China. <laughs> I, I, it's okay. They know me there. That's right. <laughs> they thought oh, it was we one have, of that. Address. Have package for Mr. Mullen. <laughs> so, so anyway, I said, Oh, I don't want that to happen. Let me, you know, what do I do? So I'm looking at this thing and it's saying, uh, undeliverable address not found. And I'm like, what did something happen? I mean, I've sent many packages. To yeah, you. that's true. So how is this one? Not able to find you, but it said, "Hey, uh, nope, you know this address doesn't exist. It cannot cannot be found. We'll be returning to sender." Not like, "Oops, 
uh, we'll try to resend out the next day. It just right. made it very, it was very short and, and brief and just said, Hey, we're returning this package. And I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> Right. So, so finally I kind of let the cat out of the bag and I'm like, Hey, is, is there anything, a note in your, you know, your, on your door or your <laughs> mailbox or whatever? And he's like, no. And I'm like, that's even worse. Right? Right. So right. it wasn't like they showed up at your house and couldn't, you know, it needed to be signed for. So I'm kind of panicking. I'm like, that's weird. Hey, how far is the post office from your house? <laughs> yeah. I'm receiving <laughs> these texts as I'm uh, slowly making my way up to the house. Cause I, I live about 50 miles from the airport. So I land and then, you know, make my way back and I'm running some errands because I don't want to come up to the house and then turn around and have to go back. And I keep getting these texts. Hey, are you home yet? Hey, are you home yet? By the third one, I figured, okay, something's probably being delivered and I'm not there to receive it. So that's finally, you know, he was like, gosh, dang it. You know, this thing got returned <laughs> and I had to be brought in on the surprise. But uh, it was pretty funny. It got to the wrong Got really delivered to the wrong post office. Post office they they right. put it in the wrong right. bin, basically. Right. So it went to the main post offices instead of my uh, satellite post office. Uh, so I literally, you know, realized what happened. I jumped in the car. I ran all the way to the post office. And what do you think? I Sorry, got there, we closed. I got there at five oh one, and the guy goes, "We're closed." Yeah. So I had to wait till the following day to to finally get it. But uh, and that's actually when you were coming in. Right. It was the following day. Right. So finally, I figured out what happened, and uh, it actually worked out. They did deliver it um, that day, the mm-hmm. day that I picked you up. So by the time both of us got back to the house, uh, it was sitting on the porch. So that yeah, was good. and 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 surprisingly enough, it didn't have much damage. No, because like especially they, for I, the way they just threw the parts <laughs> in the box, man. I think, I've never seen anybody pack a box like this. I think they were running short on. It must have been like a Tuesday or you know a Monday or a Friday when they got they were wrapping the package <laughs> they because were, they were out of bubble. They wrap. were out of bubble wrap or like you know one piece of tape to close yeah, it. That's right. We we got to make this last, Charlie. You know, and uh, you exactly. know, and how much how much bubble wrap do we have? Uh, the scrap that's laying on the floor. We yeah. could probably cut it in half. And, <laughs> and save some, save some, and wrap. Well, it, it is the Chinese New Year. Oh, it so was. It, it's their B it was, team. It went there. out the day before. Oh man, I just made it under the wire when That's I ordered funny. it, so it just worked out. But yeah, they were <laughs> they definitely were running out of supplies, you know, because of it. But it made it there. We only had one little small part that was chipped off. We were able to, yeah, but we glued that back on. The funny part is, I picked the box up and I kind of gave it a little shake. You know how you do that? It's just yeah. a natural yeah. tendency, like rattle, rattle. And I'm thinking. Well, whatever it was is not in it's not in good condition now because it's more in dust form. Yeah, it's like wow. Most of the stuff you send me is kind of quiet. This thing is rattling around like a box of you know crackers. I was like, hmm. but uh, no, it uh, it worked out pretty well. It did. So the the nice part about this uh, uh, gyrocopter, uh, it went together fairly easy. We put it together in one night. Yeah, um, and I will say once again, this I, I want to recommend things for beginners. Sure. But this is not for a beginner. Mm, because it has no directions or because of the way it flies? One, which one is? A little of both. Yeah. A little of both. Because um, I don't even think they wrote it on the box. Good luck. That was it. <laughs> it was good luck. Yeah, you, you kind of just uh, – that's that's kind of how it was. Basically, if after you do some hunting around online, you can find a series of five pictures, six pictures, and that's yeah. all that they have. Yeah. And – that's it. There's no explanation. There's no arrows. Oh no, they have one picture with uh they have some parts outlined in a red box. Oh yeah, that's right. And that's yeah. and that's it. So right. you have to figure out why they outlined them right. <laughs> in a red box. Yeah. Or red you know, they put in the red box and what that significance of that is. Right. So um it, they also send you mystery parts. Did we Remember? have mystery parts? Yes. 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. The right. two. So, yeah, they so, were just two blue little, uh, I think they were um, 3D printed, printed parts. parts. Yeah. So you end what up. What do so, these go to? So if you remember the old G- GWS planes, right? They would right. send you a sheet or a sheet or two of just parts. Right. But right. it was for all their kits. And that's why they did it to save money. Sure. They, they give you a thing and you just took the kits, the ones that you wanted. But in the beginning, you didn't know that. So you just have all these parts. You're thinking they have to go to the plane. You're like, how am I going to get all those parts to fit on the plane? You know? This is the weirdest looking S it's part. And how does it fit on this square? Yeah. It's only a one channel. I don't know why I would have, you know, 50 clevises, you 50 know, parts. <laughs> so, so in this one, you see the blue part, it's, it's blue and you see the blue parts that are on the plane because the head, the rotor head was all assembled for you, which was right. nice. It, and it was came nice. with the mass. It was all assembled. Sure. And it's a, albeit it, loose. It was we loose. Found that. Yeah, right. It's yeah. loose. But at least everything was laser cut. It, you know, yeah. you could pretty much just fit the whole thing together in five minutes, sure. you know, to kind of figure it out. But anyway, you put this together, you see similar parts that are similar that are in the rotor head, but they're not the same. And so you're like, well, this is different. And then you're looking at the plane and you go, oh, there's a spot here for servos in a different spot. Right. Yeah. There were three yeah. servo mounts. Mounts. Right. right. So then you're scratching your head going, <laughs> so are there three servos or two? Because accordingly, you only need two servos to fly this. Well, you know, three altogether, but not on the rotor head mast. So we were sitting there just staring at this thing. I jump online. I'm researching everything. To Google we go. To Google. Right. <laughs> to the Googles. <laughs> to Googles. So I'm researching all around and I'm finding these obscure websites and, and I start falling. It turns out that this plane is used. It has like two or three different names and then it was in two or three different series. So I looked at all those things combined. And once again, nobody, nobody wrote up a build report or. Yeah, that was very interesting. And nobody, I I guess it was one of those things like I built it. I guess you're going to have to find out how fun it is yourself. (laughs) It's a secret. It was one of those. I did it. I did it. You're going to have to do it too. Hey dad, can you tell me secret life? No, son, figure it out yourself. (laughs) So, so, um, we, we, like I said, we were able to figure out a couple of things. Like there's a few angles and some stuff that I, not that it would have been a major problem, but you know, everybody else, you know, had a different angle. So we figured out the angle thing. And it turns out that this head, this piece for the head was, it says, uh, version two now has, you have to make two decisions for how you want to fly. That's right. like, that was it. That was the clue you got. And so the basic thing that we were able to figure out was that the head, depending on how you wanted to control your plane, if you can, if, as it comes, it's for, if you set it up as an Elevon setup, right. The other piece, if you assemble it onto the head, is if you want to have a straight, um, what do you want to call it, elevator aileron right, setup. Right, right. You have a forward, back, left, and right, right. basically. And so um, so we went ahead, and I've I've always had the, the gyrocopters that I've always had were just straight, you know, elevator aileron, you know, type assemblies. Um, so this time, Mike goes, well, let's do it in the elevon setup and see how it flies. So that's what we did. Yeah, it worked out pretty well. The um, there the helicopter went together, or the gyrocopter went together really well. The landing gear just took two screws, and oh, we fiberglass the uh, the tail end of it. Right, right, because uh, mm-hmm. this was the tail end, <clears throat> the the part, the elevator and the rudder part. They were EPP. I guess yeah, it was EPP. EPP. Right. Okay. So you know that's kind of flimsy, and I guess they did that because well, flexible, oh, flexible, yeah, flimsy. Flexible. And so uh, I guess the reason they did that is depending on how you hit the ground hard or whatever that sure. back end would get smacked around. But 
Mike went ahead and you uh, reinforced it. So what, what I did, did I time? took the um, I took the Minwax that we've talked about in previous podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some point four eight, I believe, uh, just uh, very, I, I think it's very lightweight. Yeah, yeah, very very super lightweight uh, fiberglass. I just laid it. I laid all the parts out because uh, they were flat, and I put the fiberglass over it, and then I just uh, minwaxed over the the one piece, let it dry, cut them all out again. And I turned them over and put it out second time, and man, it looked it uh, it strengthened it's, them up pretty good. It did stiffen it up very nice, and it makes it durable. I, I once again, I'm amazed here. Yeah. Um, There's a couple of things that Mike was able to do. We messed a little bit with some epoxy, and we did the minwax. Mm-hmm. And I will say, here in your state. Oh yeah, it's amazing how quick things dry. <laughs> oh, that's right. We did epoxy the corners, yeah. right? And, yeah. And and once again, you were working with a little bit. You were doing some epoxy work, and you mixed up maybe one of those little cough drop cups. Yeah, pretty uh, much about half full, and you were mixing it. It was half an hour epoxy, and it it cooked off pretty quick. Yeah, it it stiffens up pretty pretty well. I like the Zap product. It seems to be much better. Um, you know, the stuff I buy at Home Depot or Lowe's we talked about in the past. You know, my face blows up. It doesn't blow up as bad this time. <laughs> yeah, no, time. You, you you actually didn't have a problem with it this yeah. time. Our, my wife still, when I came walking in, she said, you've been looking, you've been working with epoxy again because she can notice the difference in my eyeballs get kind of puffy. But they didn't swell up like they normally right. do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the... Um, EpiPen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the uh, the rudders, I get, L, rudder? it's not really a rudder because the rudder's on its own, but the elevator has... Uh, 35 degree tabs on it, I think is what they, how would you describe that? Um, are you talking about on the ele- Oh, you mean, um, yeah, like the fins that are on the back. Uh, right. So to, to, for you guys to understand, so the back end of this, uh, oh, uh, we'll put it in the description as well, but the back tail end of this, uh, gyrocopter, instead of just having a flat elevator. So, and I guess this is for stability. So yeah, instead of coming, so. so instead of just ending and being flat, they come in about one, a third or a little less than that on each end. Yeah, they're just kind of tip, and then and then tips. cut those and then cut that. You would cut the elevators off, the tips of the elevators off, and then you'd put them at like thirty degree, thirty five degree angles. Yeah. So they that's how they that's what they look like, you know, pointing up. And so I, so what what I did is I took the uh, quick grip, which is a mm-hmm. um, kind of a contact cement. It's a contact cement. I, I put it on either side of it, and I stiffened it to get. I mean, I put it together and kind of made it go through its little contact deal. Mm-hmm. And then I, I bent them up. I just kind of put them at a, at a pseudo angle. I didn't, I didn't really measure anything. I just kind of put them at that angle. Right. Then we actually created a template out of uh, Depron, stuck it on there, and then we fiberglassed the, the angle. So we put epoxy and then we dropped some fiberglass on the, so that it was part on the upper part and on the lower part. And then we set the template underneath it and let the epoxy dry. So now it, it's at the exact 35 degree angle. Right. Um, and it's not really flexible because it's been fiberglass in that corner. So. Yeah, but it, but it still can bend. It still can move. It can still do all sorts of things. So that's, that's fine. But, um, right. I just like the fact that, uh, it's very tough. It's still a, a much stiffer that you, now that you minwaxed it and stuff. So it's that, that tail end's going to last a long time. Yeah, and then uh, due to the fact that it had um, fiberglass on it, I was able to walk outside and a little spray paint. Oh, yeah, which is and, definitely uh, needed. Yeah, because they were white. So now it's uh, – the the front of it has a sticker that goes on it. It's white, uh, yellow, and kind of a purplish, purplish color. Purplish color. 
I didn't have purple in my stack of paints, but uh, I did have some cub yellow and I did have some blue. So I just went out there and made a little um, kind of a pointy, I don't know what you call those, but um, yeah, they're little uh, marks on the tail so that it looks kind of cool. And now it's got a yellow tail with blue markers on it. So would you recommend they just uh, put the stickers on and just go fly it or they should have it? They should definitely paint it or put tape on it or. Well, the problem is that this thing doesn't have a wing. It's got a rotor blade. Right. So the rotor blade was spinning around, and we didn't maiden it today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually flew a little tail heavy, which was surprising. Uh, we fixed that. Um, luckily, I got it on the ground back in one piece. Then, um, yeah, I started flying it around again. It uh, got airborne, which is really weird because you have to get the head speed up. Yep. That was new for me, and uh, it doesn't react like an airplane. So when an airplane starts getting into trouble – my initial reaction is to yank the power to idle, level the airplane out, get some speed in a dive. You know, the airplane slows down. This is nothing like that because nope. you pull the power to idle and now you have no forward propulsion, which means your rotor speed starts, starts to slow, slow down. down and the airplane or the gyrocopter will start to spin, uh, which was a little unsettling. Uh, the rudder on the thing, I have a lot of throw in this rudder and it, uh, and it's, it's tiny. tiny. It's a, it's yeah, a tiny, it's right? A you tiny wouldn't think rudder. it would do anything, but it does. Yeah, it spun that thing around pretty good. So, uh, luckily for me, I got bo- um, on the ground both times. I didn't uh, destroy it. The uh, landing, no. landing gear kind of came off in one of the little, you know, parts. It's uh, in repair right now. But we did get two successful flights out of it. It was kind of neat to hear that rotor head going around. I will tell you that if you if I hadn't have painted the tail. Yellow. Oh yeah. Uh, I would not have been able to see it because it's just basically a pod up front and this white tail in the back. And it's not that you can't see it; it's an orientation thing. It right? is an because, orientation thing. You know, okay, we got a lot of hours flying, right? Sure. So just a couple. Even though I mean, that's like my let, let's talk about the wings. Like when we're flying the wings, sure. Half the time, I can't really see what it's doing in the sense, but I recognize the profile. You know, depending on its profile or how it's turning or how it's flying as to what it's doing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as long as I can kind of see that, I know it's banking or it's turning or it's upside down or whatever, whatever side it's painted. But, um, you know, for the most part, I don't, I guess one, we don't think about it, but I'm used to that profile when I'm looking at it. Right. This thing, you look at, you recognize the fuselage. Right. You recognize the tail, but because it has no wings, I mean, it doesn't have a wing. Right. You can't tell whether it's going forward, backwards, going away from where you're banking. So, you know, if the, you're just not used to it yet. And that's why I, I was saying to you, keep this thing close. This is another yeah, model. Yeah, you would have to have to. Until keep you get really used close. to it, you have to keep it close to you. Because if you let it fly out what you would normally do for a park flyer, next thing you're like, uh, you're squinting, you know. <laughs> oh, what's Yeah, it? I was squinting. What's yeah. it? Is it going? It, it, and I was it, worried about the trees. Yeah. Because I got really close. Yeah, the trees What I sucking. thought was close for the trees. Oh, yeah. I don't know yeah, well, the trees, close, you know but. you know how that goes. The trees started sucking or breathing and sucking <laughs> in all the oxygen. The, the, the model got closer to them. I started getting kind of worried because I'm like, hey, oh, man. And you, I, you know, you lost orientation a little bit. Because mm-hmm. you couldn't, it was going, you know, you couldn't tell, it was flying fine. Right. It was right, flying fine. Right. And then you couldn't tell whether it was going that way or coming back to you. Right. And next thing you know, and, and next thing uh, the, that I saw, you, you yanked on that tail, the rudder, and it. Oh, man, that thing spun around and quick. Yeah. So that's another thing about this uh, uh, gyrocopter. You got to think about is kind of like helicopters. You have that, you know, if you go in the direction that the rotor's spinning, 
Oh, mm-hmm. you can turn on a dime. Yeah, you can. It turned a lot faster than what I was going to be. Exactly. What I was normally used to. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, it, for how many, how many planes have you made in, you know? <sighs> Right. I can't count. And, and usually they don't respond that way no. because, because when you kick that the first time you had it airborne, you, and I could tell you honked on that rudder and that thing just jerked right around. You were like, right. You were like, Whoa. I know it did. It did catch me by surprise. Yeah. Yeah. It really did. So, so once again, was it a super successful maiden? No, we kind of maiden it. Um, it wasn't joyful, you know, doing high fives and all, but, it was still interesting. It was still a lot of fun. We're going to do some of those minor repairs and get out there and have a much longer flight. But the thing is, it it sounds really cool. You got to admit the head of the rotor sounds oh, man, really I good. I cannot believe you just spun it around. And if there's just a slight breeze, he literally was holding his hands and he just did like a 360 degree rotation. And that thing spooled up like nobody's business. Yeah. It was very impressive how loud and, you know, helicopterish it sounds. Mm-hmm. And then when you launched it, I put a little power to it. You just let it out of your hands, and that thing just started going forward. Exactly. So that was kind of neat. Um, but I, I understand you have to have a little bit of a breeze because it if helps. you have no breeze, that I helps. could see that this thing. Yeah. And it flies relatively slow. I, I was does. expecting it to really take off, and it, it really didn't. It just kind of hovered around. Um, and, you know. and that's what I was trying to explain to you. The It was very hard for me to try to explain to you. You know, when you're flying it, it's one of those things. Once again, you just have to do it. You just yeah. Hear the controls. And, I, and I've never done anything like this, so this is new for me. Uh, never having flown. I mean, I've flown helicopters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not very good at it, but I I can you know hover it and I can fly it around. And on the simulator, I'm great. By the way, oh yeah, I can 3D all the helicopters, but <laughs> I, I'm not having to repair it when it gets done. So I just hit the reset button. But on this particular thing, I've never flown anything. Right, That's but it's not a helicopter. It's not a helicopter. It's not. It just has a rotor head. That has a rotor head lift. that's providing the lift. Right. And so all the things. Um, what's the? I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, you know, lift the, thrust. The, no, no, no. Drag. The rotation. <laughs> the rotation <laughs> of the helicopter of the actual rotor blade mm-hmm. is a gyroscopic. The gyroscopic uh, procession. I guess. Mm. Uh, uh, meaning, you know, when you when you honk on the rudder going to the right, which is the direction that the rotor is going. It's oh, easier to make a turn. Yes. And yeah. therefore, yeah. when you try to make a left turn, it doesn't it's turn. It's very difficult. It's very difficult yeah. to turning go against, against, the against the rotation of, the rotation of that. Right. Right. And so, you know, that's where banking with the ailerons or making the head bank like a, like a regular, you know, aileron turn helps to make a left-hand turn. Right. But that also does some other things when you're flying like that. As especially when you're going, depending on how fast you're going or how slow you're going, right, is going to depend on what what the bird's going to do, and it's just one of those things. Until you fly it a few times and just start playing with that, yeah, then, I'll have to do some then, more flying. And then that. once that's where gyrocopters get extremely fun to me, yeah. because if you have a five mile an hour breeze that's out there and you're just flying around like normal, and then you just you put it into a high alpha. Next thing you know, you can land just like a helicopter. You can come straight down. Just hover you, land it. And you can hover land it. Now, you you just play with your throttle to keep the speed up because it's still blowing over the um, – it's blowing over the blades or under the blades as well to keep the – that can keep the speed up on it. And like I said, and that raises you up or down. It's just a different way of flying altogether. It, it is very different. What was weird for me is that uh, it's not something you can just take off from the ground. 
No, it it helps to hand. That's hand why I was saying hand launching it, yeah. it can be very easy. Hand launching right. is easy right. once you get the technique that I was kind of doing to launch it. Um, if you do it on the ground, it's a problem because if you don't get that head speed up, right. You get it up halfway. Well, now you have that gyroscopic procession plus what's going on on the front disc with the with the with the propeller and that on top. It tends to it always tends to want to go to the left or flop over to the left. So you have to you have to be on the rudder the, right. and the aileron head right. to to counter that. And if you're behind it, the thing's going to flip over and you're going to get a blade strike from hitting the ground. You're right. And that's why destroy your blades. Well, it'll eventually will destroy your blades that the luckily this design has little stoppers or keepers and and they're like little pins or toothpicks. And the, the point of them is that they keep the blades out. So it's easier for them to spin up. You don't need to have them in there. You you can fly them without it, but Mm -hmm. it's just easier to get the blades out, get the head speed you need and then start flying. And then when you have a ground strike or you, or any kind of strike, they they shear and break and the blade folds in. Shear pins, I think. Shear pins, if you want to call them. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, but, that was pretty interesting. Which yeah. we forgot, by the way. Oh yeah. Well, nature's nature will provide. Yeah. <laughs> Jay was uh, getting. We were loading the truck. Jay pulls up this little bag of shear pins and he says, "Okay, we don't want to forget these." And I'm like, "Yeah, all right." So he set them back down on the counter. We and we out, forgot them. We forgot <laughs> so we got all the way out there to the park, and luckily, Mother Nature provided a bunch of little, you know, sticks, and we kind of made it work. Yeah, it worked. It worked fine. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited. I, I'd, I'm looking forward to getting back out there and, and trying it again. Yeah, it uh, it would be kind of kind of neat. I'm I'm looking forward to it myself. Right. So, just a little bit of repair on the landing gear because the little. Now I will off. tell you that in the like I said, this model has like three or four different versions, mm-hmm. and on one of them they have a pre rotator and a pre rotator. On I have uh, another gyrocopter by Durofly. And the first model I bought did not have, you know, just like yours. You just mm-hmm. kind of spun it up, hand launched, or try, I tried to launch it from the ground if there was enough wind. And it was hit or miss. I usually, it took me two or three tries to get it off the ground every time, even after I got used to flying it sometimes to take it off the ground. And that's on right. the runway that I had. So um, the, the next model that came out, they had this pre-rotator, and I was just able to buy it and attach it to my model. Makes it so much easier. And basically, you put it on a... Um, another channel like, you know, um, your ox channel. Mm-hmm. And so I had it on my radio, my uh, spectrum radio. I had it on the little trainer button. So when I push oh, the trainer yeah. button, it activates right. the motor and it spins the head up. So I'd spin the head up until it got the speed and then taking off, it would go a foot. And it would take just, it would just take so off. It's so a little, it's a little motor that's attached. It's, just, it's to a the little head motor head. that goes, a little motor that has a gear on it that goes to a bigger gear and it just spins the head up. And then you just stop, you know, once it's up to speed, you let go and hmm. the, the thing just takes off. And, wow. and it's amazing when you have the speed on the head, it just comes off the ground and it's so easy. You know, it makes it a lot of fun when the speed's sure. up, but you like it, like you were saying before, when you were doing your, uh, you know, once again, years of training, you know, you're yeah. the, pull back the throttle, <laughs> pull back the throttle, the head stops moving, right. and, you yeah, know, slows weird. down. And then all of a sudden the thing starts falling out of the sky. That well, was kind of weird. No. So you uh out at the park we uh we had a successful uh flight and then uh, we tried it again and kind of dinged up the landing gear on the on a, on a little bit of a harder landing. Right. So we decided rather than to continue to push it we'd bring it back and strengthen up the landing gear so it wouldn't rattle around so much. So 
about that time you had something else that I yeah I before. I brought down like I said I brought down a couple of toys so yeah. I brought down because I didn't you know I got to bring something down to fly <laughs> so um once again like I don't have <laughs> enough in the other room believe it or so, not so so uh, once again normally I I for Christmas I always get Mike something so this Christmas I had a dilemma because um the dilemma was I was like well I always get him something some RC gift uh, uh, I should get him something different and. And fortunately, Mike likes to shoot. And um, so I thought I'd get him something shooting related. And it's kind of funny because I've tried to get him some shooting related gifts for the past three years. And I keep <laughs> buying him RC gear because um, quite literally the day before we go out, I I once, like I said before, I'll see something on, on YouTube or I'll see something on sale or see something. It just falls in my lap and I get it for him. Right. So, uh, this time I was able to, um, kind of forego that. And, um, but I still had something in the back of my head and, uh, I was watching, <laughs> let me back up a little bit. Mike and I have this little thing. We, we, we will see something or we'll hear something and then we send each other YouTube videos uh, yeah. and we call it, and I'm sure you know about it. We, you know, going down the rabbit hole because right. I send you, Oh, look at this glider or look at this plane or look at this thing. Yeah, then, and then 2 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm still looking at this thing this has thing turned into something large. Much larger. Yeah, you know, way and, more. And, and then he sends me like two or three back, and it's like this little war going on <laughs> for who can waste each other's time the most. So I don't know how I got onto it, but I've been – you know, I do FPV uh, work or gears. Uh, I mean, not gears. And, for, and that stands <clears> for what? I'm sorry? That stands for what? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, first person view. First person view. That's right. Okay. So this is uh, this. I've been kind of dabbling in this for the past three years or so. And when I started, you you, you know you started with a big uh, you know newscaster camera. You know you had to have a you know a truck. It went into the <laughs> helicopter. You know because the things were so big and bulky. Sure. So once again, in the past three years, they miniaturized everything so you could fit it in your pocket. And I mentioned, I think, in our Christmas podcast about some some of the smaller gear that's coming out. So one of the things, Mike, he doesn't really like quads all that much. He can fly them, but that it just isn't his thing. So I saw in a YouTube video that now instead of you know instead of just quad FPV racing, they've started racing with wings. And I thought, wow, that would be really great. Or combat with wings, I mean, or combat with FPV. So I thought, wow, well, you know, Mike flies in that little park, uh, here in Arizona. And I said, well, there's really not any miniaturized wings or type fighting type things. I, I probably could put together some gear from some of the things that I've seen. And I could probably put together some sort of platform for him to, to use. So that's what it kind of turned into one of those projects. So, <laughs> so over the next thing, over the course of the month, uh, of the month, I put together um, this plane, which is kind of a wing. I, I guess it's a pot, basically a, a wing with a pod, and uh, it's called a pterodactyl. It's just from this little company once again in China, and I kind of stumbled across it. And um, uh, also uh, from Banggood Hobbies, there's an all-in-one unit. Um, it weighs five grams, six grams. It's yeah, a that's teeny, super lightweight. It's a that teeny surprised. tiny FPV camera with receiver. Um, and it does every channel you can imagine. Um, it, it, it uh, the, the newest version that I have, uh, can go from 25 Watts up to 200 Watts. Um, 
excuse me, not watts, <laughs> milli, milliwatts, milliwatts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm watts. We'd be frying out everybody's systems around here. <laughs> My television's not working. <laughs> so, um, so I, I kind of threw this thing together. It uses a two cell, um, battery, uh, 800 milliamp battery. Um, it uses a little blue wonder motor. Uh, just, uh, I think I have a 3000, uh, KV motor in the back. So barely a 24 gram motor. The wing, I want to say it's like 660 millimeters. So what do you, you want to think, Mike, about hmm, foot and a half maybe wide? It's it's not very wide. What, that little wing that you? Yeah. Oh, it's probably half a foot wide, right? Okay. Oh, yeah, six inches. So yeah, probably, probably about a foot and a half. You're yeah. Right, right. So so the whole my whole idea was that you had something that you could fly close into yourself and you could fly into obstacles. So, you know, you could yes. fly, you could fly low to the ground through trees around, you know, obstacles. And that was the whole purpose. I wanted to build it super light. So it didn't have the mass when it ran into anything that would break anything. Right. And you know, that, and that's where the fun is because I mean, you could take it up high and you could fly around with it. But really my thought was, this is something that you can cruise low to the ground with and you know, uh, which I'm used the, to doing anyway, <laughs> nape of the earth type stuff. <laughs> and it would be a lot of fun. So uh, I I went out and I still hadn't, of course, being in Alaska at the time I went out to test it, it was in November and it just <laughs> a sno- chilly. It, yeah, it just snowed. <laughs> it was a little chilly. It was just still warm enough to go out and fly. I flew it and I was having CG issues because once again, this little Chinese company, eh, CG, uh, what is that? <laughs> so you figure that out. <laughs> you figure that out. It's it's part of fun. That's right. <laughs> so I go out and um, the plane flew okay, but it would just if you got too slow, it snap roll. So the CG was right. too far back, and so I I still hadn't figured that out. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to send this down to Mike, and you know, flying crazy. And he's like, Oh, thanks, Jay. Right. So I um I I just kind of got it. I had an idea of what I had to do, and so I set it up. When we got out there and it, it flew pretty, it flew great, um, out of the box and except that it maybe ballooned up a little bit. It, it got affected by the wind a bit, but I'm still working on that. But why don't you tell the folks how it worked out for you? What you thought of it? Yeah. Well, we, uh, we flew it without the FPV first to right. kind of figure it out. Uh, it flies pretty much like a wing. It did slow down. Uh, it does have that stall spin characteristic when mm-hmm. you get it slow. Um, it wants to, um, if, if you actually do stall it, it wants to just kind of snap over. And uh, I think Tom and some of the other guys that flew the little bubbles had the same issue. Oh, yeah. And they're they're really short so. coupled. Yeah. And they'll just roll. Uh, it's not that big of a deal. You push a little bit of no, uh, forged stick and uh, a little bit of power and it'll come right out and, and fly around. But it does fly really slow. It flies, um, you yeah, typically like a wing. So I tested it out. Uh, flew it around a little bit, and Jay says, uh, okay, here, put these on. And he hands me this set of goggles, which is very strange. I put the goggles on, and um, there's two little television cameras in there, which is kind of weird. And he's holding the, um, the little pterodactyl thing. So I can see myself sitting on the park bench with these goggles on. That was very weird for me to be able to see that. So I'm, like, waving at myself. You know, I can see it through the goggles. Uh, well, then he says, tell me uh, when you're ready and I'll launch it. But it, in reality, I, I had no idea. I, I didn't know if you're going to launch it my head or, you know, he turned a little <laughs> bit. Now I'll, now I can see the sidewalk. H- how big of a view does that thing have? I want to say that it does uh, <laughs> maybe about 120 degrees of uh, 
of you. 110, yeah, so, 110 to 120, somewhere in there. It's so very, from a normal view, you have about 180 plus your peripheral, that kind of thing. This one kind of cut a little bit of that off, and you didn't have the 180 degrees up and down. You right. know, that cuts that down right. quite a bit, too. So I'm looking at these two cameras, and, and I didn't know – this is where communication comes in, but I, I didn't know he was ready. He didn't know I was ready. He was waiting on me. I was waiting on him. We sat there for probably two or three minutes. And <laughs> yeah, I just finally, thought you were taking it all in. <laughs> yeah, I, I was kind of trying to see what was going on, and you know, I was moving controls, and he's like, are you ready? And I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. And so I gave it a little throttle and, and, and launched it, and it was very strange because I can see out the front of this thing, and the video was – you know, basically, I climbed up. If I climb too high, I lose sight of, of the, ground. the ground, and so that was kind of not really disheartening because I, you know, I fly aerobatics. I know what it's like to look, but I couldn't look to the left to see where my wingtip was. Exactly. So as I turn my head, it's the same view. You know, it's, <laughs> the view doesn't change. No matter, I rotate my head all around, and it's still looking forward. Uh, that was very, very strange for me. But uh, I was able to turn the airplane around, uh, flew it. I'm not really sure how high. Because I could only see, and that's and if you notice, that's why I kept reading out, "Hey, Mike, you're this high. Right, you're at this corner of the park. You're right. in this part of the park. Right. I, not that you, I didn't think that you didn't know, but like I was telling you, you lose SA because it's a totally different perspective. It was. I felt like I was a lot lower than I probably was. Uh, the, when you we first launched, you were you got up there. Did I? Yeah, oh, so it was pretty high. But the, because of the way the camera is, it seems like I'm lower. So I flew around up there, and that was fine. Uh, we went to one of the corners of the park, and I lost some. Yeah, that, lost happened, that just happened once. I don't. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I'm not with sure that, what happened. But... I was up high enough that I probably got some interference because the the what do you call it? The goggles went fuzzy. They, they didn't mm-hmm. go black, but they just kind of put that little wavy, like your television, right. not getting good reception. And then the airplane just kind of got slow and stalled. And I tried to recover from the stall, but I had literally no left and right aileron right. Uh, input. So it, it it came down. I pulled the power to idle, and I, I could see the spiral inside the the goggles. Uh, which I will tell you, from a pilot's perspective, is not a good not not a good idea to watch yourself go into the <laughs> ground with the tires. <laughs> that was very disturbing for me. And I'm like, hey, the ground's coming up. Hit the eject button. You know, right. I'm pulling for the handles. Where are they? <laughs> exactly. The handles weren't there, but. Anyway, Jay was nice. He walked across the park uh, all the way over and picked it up and gave me the thumbs up in the uh, in the camera, but we couldn't get the motor to work. Right. So, and what was wrong with the motor? Oh, it just pulled out the uh, the connectors that go to, that go to the, that connect the motors to with the escape. It just pulled <coughs> pulled apart. Right. It was no big deal. Just right. pushed them back together. So I just have to put some heat shrink on those. So the second time uh, he he launched it, and it was a little bit better because now I knew what to expect. Because the first time I had no clue. So now I'm flying around the park. I have a better idea of where the park is. Uh, those of you who have been on our website know that uh, you kind of see the park is kind of kidney-shaped, really. Yeah. But uh, when we flew the Cub on there and we did the video, so I'm familiar with what it looks like from above. And then he kept saying, come down lower, come down lower, come down to the trees. Uh, that was really weird because the lower I got, it felt like I was even lower than I really was. So you would say, hey, you're right at the tree line. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? I'm going to run into these trees. Uh, but I picked it up. I guess I picked it up pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you did really well. And, and that's, and like I said, that's why I was talking to you the whole time because right. that's because of the, pers- the perspective of the camera and different cameras give you different perspectives when you look through these things. So it okay. does help. It does help to have somebody say, Hey, you're this high up. This is you're 50 feet. You're a hundred feet. 
Because like you said, oh, what do you mean? I'm 25 feet off the ground. No, right. man, you're, you're way up there. Really? Oh, oh, you recalibrate your brain and then you're okay. And, um, unfortunately the wind started to pick up a little bit, the lower it you did, got. Yeah. It, so it, it made it a little bit more difficult. One of the wings up occasionally, it was yeah. a little bit more difficult. So that was the only bad part with that thing being as light as it was. The right. lower you were getting at, you could see every time you turned and started going into the wind, it would, it would, you know, bubble up and, and it would, so you, you'd gain like five to 10 feet right. of altitude. So as you know, you're trying to get low and trying to, you know, get through something or get close to stuff and you're, you're getting bounced around a little bit. So, yeah, but it was still pretty interesting and I actually did get low to the ground. You sure did. Yeah. I got a couple of them where I thought the the blades of grass were looking mighty large. So the other thing is you really have to have a little bit of spatial awareness and good essay. Mm-hmm. Like you said, so flying somewhere that you're familiar with mm-hmm. is good. And then Knowing the capabilities of it. Because I, I, a couple of times I said, hey, you know, ring that thing around. Like really bring it around. Because you would make slow – you know, you're being calculating. You're just making nice, slow, right. calculated arc. And I, I'd be like, you know, honk on the stick. And you'd finally you'd honk on the stick and you'd bring it – you'd whip it right around. Yeah, it whipped you know? around pretty quick too. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to and, and, and it's just one of those things for you just to get used to, you know, used to flying it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, your capabilities. But uh, yeah, that, that – that, it was it definitely. I could see you started smiling, and so you couldn't see it. <laughs> I, I couldn't see through the. You guy couldn't see. Of course, you couldn't see it, but you started smiling. The lower you got, the more you started to smile. So I was yeah. like, "Score, score!" <laughs> One think, more thing to spend my. I on. think he likes this because the lower he got, and you know, and I noticed the speed started coming up, and yeah. you start, and I saw you start. Now you were figuring it out. You're like starting to enjoy it, right? And I said, "Well, now that you know, because once again, when you're up high and you're just flying around, doing because you you had no problems when you're flying high and you were doing, you know, you started rolling it and you started doing, right. you had not a wasn't even a, a phased you, no. But when you got low to the ground, you could see the when you see the speed. You finally see how fast you're going, right? And then you're then you're trying to then you were like trying to like the two trees you were trying to fly, you know, through. Now it's like okay, how do you know how do I pick my way around the park? But now I lose when I start to see where I'm supposed to fly. I lose sight of the trees that were on my right side. So how close am I to those trees? Yeah. So all those thoughts I could see, you know, you, you know, you're starting to concentrate and you're right. smiling. <laughs> so you, you know, I, like I said, I could tell when you really like things because you, your your brow. Well, I couldn't see your brow because of the things, but your brow gets together and you start smiling. And I know that you like you're liking what you're doing. Right. At the harder you you know you're concentrating on it. So uh, yeah, I think I think I might I might have gotten a score on this one. Um, I I liked it. It was kind of neat. Um, it was interesting. You know, for me, I I did fly low between the two trees. That was pretty. I uh, heard you yelling score out there. You know. <laughs> Um, but it was uh, very interesting and a neat experience for me. So I could see myself probably uh, doing this again. Right. I, I think if I get used to how low, you know, what what's low right. and what's what's so close or the high. nice part about this, Mike, is that honestly you can get into this setup that I just kind of made this plane on my own, no big deal, mm-hmm. um, just with pieces and parts. And I mean, half the parts you have laying around your house anyway, but probably um, the most expensive thing would be getting a set of goggles that you like, you know, and they could be as cheap. Like, I think we talked about this before, but they could be as cheap as 50 bucks to about 150 bucks, depending on what you want to get. Right. Um, and the plane itself is 25 bucks and the all in one unit. I think right now I, I got mine. For fifteen bucks on a special, but generally they run about twenty to twenty-five bucks. 
So that's not know. super expensive to get nope. into the project, but the goggles are like a radio, right? Kind of like a radio. Yeah, you, your big expense into FPV is the goggles. Exactly. Because they run – I looked at some now that you you know can mention this, and I think even Peter at the park, he's, he uh, he has a set of shark, fat sharks. Fat sharks. Okay? Fat sharks. Right. And they uh, – I think the version he has runs about $350. Right. So. so it just depends on – and there's two different types. You have like the uh, fat sharks and mine both have two TV screens. Right. And, um, you know – you you may or may not like those. And then now, like I said, the $50 ones, um, if you've ever looked through the VR virtual reality 3D glasses, right? basically it's a flat screen and then you're looking through two lenses that just give you this huge, you know, being a theater type experience. Oh, I see. So yeah. some people like that better, but um, some don't because you can't see as much detail as you can with the two smaller TV screens. So it all depends on the style of flying and what you're doing, you know, type of thing. I like a mask, uh, Alaska Mike's deal where you wear the cap and just, you know, yeah, with, the, your cell with phone. the TV, <laughs> you duct tape there your you cell go. Phone two cell bell. phones in your head. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> That'd be easy. Alaska Mike does. Hey, such a good, look at this. That, that works. That works. And That's just put funny. a, put a pillowcase over your head. You're there good. You go. Nobody would ever notice. <laughs> but, uh, no, um, no. So really the part that I like about this coming up, this is what gets me kind of excited. So, what I like about our two with the tough wings that we fly, right, is a they're super tough. B it's if true. you hit each other, it's a hoot and a holler. But when it's just you and I, and we're trying to hit each other, we might as well have taped hundred dollar bills on the plane and said hit each other. Who whoever hits each other first gets all the hundred dollar bills. Yeah, it ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. I mean, the only time we hit each other is when we're not paying attention either. We hit each other every yeah. time. It's always unintentional. <laughs> always unintentional. Very, very, very rarely. And I mean, then we're like, we're totally scripting what we're doing. I am right. turning right. Ready? Countdown. Three, two, one. Break right. You know, so you're, right. you know, to try to hit each other and it never works or barely ever works. So with this though, having a forward of FPV, of FPV view, it would be very easy for me to contact you. Why do you say that? Okay. Well, uh, if you got something with, you know, like I said, I, those cameras that I have, I uh, intentionally got them with a very narrow view because, because of the type of flying you can get them with a little bit wider view. So therefore you have a little bit more peripheral vision, right? So if we're flying around and you had a little wider view, and you were following, and I'm flying, you know, you know how it is when we're flying and I'm, you're following me and we're, you know, we're on the ground, we're looking up 50 feet, we're flying really close to ourselves, but still uh, the perspective of, am I above you or am I, right. or am I three feet directly to your right further from you? Yeah. It's a parallax view. I think. Per- yes. Parallax view. So I don't know if you're above me or just more to the right. Right. You know, so it's very hard unless I'm standing right up looking under underneath us to see where I'm at. So uh, that's what I was saying with the with the FPV view though. Now you can get level with me. Uh, now I can get level. Now I, I can you. I can see in the goggles that you are above me. That I'm that I'm you know a little bit above me and I can fly up into you. Unfortunately there is a there is a view gap. So if I got outside of that view you no, have to turn and find well, me, right? I have to turn and find you, but it's a little easier essay. Right. You know, cuz cuz we're both at the same height. We're both at the same height or even if you were not. I mean, I we didn't have we, okay when you were flying. There wasn't any other planes that were flying out there. It would True. help. It would help if you could see them. But um, if you if you were to fly out there with a bunch of other planes, mm-hmm. and then they got out of your view, once again, being that you you're a very spatial guy, you'd know that he was flying that way. 
And then, you know, oh, yeah, you know that true. you have to, you can continue your turn to the left and more than likely you're going to intercept, intercept him, him right. as he comes through, you know, that type of thing. That's true. Uh, having that three dimensional thought process from being a pilot, I, I can see how that would work. Yeah. So I, I just see that as being the future too, for just having combat with guys instead of having, you know, cause once again, having combat with somebody, normally you have to have six, 10 guys and then, right. you know, and then you can fight in the box. But now if you had a bunch of just three or four guys and everybody had cameras and you're, you're trying to fly into each other, it's a lot easier. Yeah. It seems like it'd be a lot of fun. We'll have to uh, get more people involved. I think, you know, I, I just think that, that there could be a future in it. Or if you set up a, um, you know, it's, they're doing it now with the, with the quadcopters, um, you know, when they're racing, you know, it's pretty much they're flying through gates or whatever, but there's uh there's some league I've seen on TV and they're flying in like uh, football stadiums and they're flying right. through up and down through stuff. And although it wouldn't be as three dimensional as that with a, uh, with a wing, just think about it. If you had to fly through gates, but you, you had to fly, you know, through a tunnel oh, or you right. had to fly through, you know, up and over something sure. or around or, something, right. You know, or, you, you know, that would be, that would be a hoot. You know? Yeah, it would be pretty fun. You know, would, especially that, knowing uh, ahead of time that you weren't going to destroy your airplane. No, that no. that makes it a lot easier. Oh yeah, the airplane just bounces off, and you, throw you know, it back really in for the cost of this plane, you could put together three planes. Yeah, you know, yeah. and go fly them. And it's if you neat. if you damage one, you could just turn on the next one. Yeah, and you've only had you know you only have fifty dollars in each plane, you know, type of thing, as opposed to building you know big serious planes. Right. You know, I almost call these as being disposable. Because right. all the components on them, this all-in-one unit, hey, it's not the best. It's not the best quality for clarity for, for what you see, but it's only 25 bucks. So if you damage it. Can't go wrong. Buy three of them. Buy right. four of them. Right. You know, it's only $100, you know. So, <laughs> you know. Well, I think uh, Peter asked us today at the park if we were going to uh, come by. He's got a big PFV wing that he flies Ooh, out. Yeah, there. so, so I think while you're here that, this week, we'll. Uh, <laughs> so that'll be the we'll, other side of the spectrum. Right. I'm I'm, I'm kind of like with Alaska Mike. You know, hey, well, yeah. we get some sticks and twigs and we, we put some bundling <laughs> wire on Linderm. it, and, and we call it good. <laughs> right. You know, so Peter definitely is the uh, the other side of the spectrum of that. But right. um, well, we'll know, go see him and find uh, German engineering. Yeah, no Peter. doubt. And then we were able to made uh, another airplane today. What did you think of my uh, F-15? This is the first time you've oh, seen it. Oh, yeah. So Michael has um, – I, I guess they had a sale. No, this is before the sale. Yeah, you, you've had this model sale. sitting around in the closet for Almost a long did. time. Yeah, well over a year. <laughs> so, no, no, well over a <laughs> year. So, so he – this is pretty funny. So when we started out, we started out with these GWS planes. And, right. And, and they were great kits for what, for what they were about six years ago. Yeah, I think there's. Ago. I think it's on my blog on the RC groups is yeah. when I put it together. Yeah. So he he built one originally, you know, like six or eight years ago, yeah, an F fifteen. And you got to understand this thing used these IPS motors, which are uh, DC motors, you know, brush motors, and the EDFs were, gosh, they were, you know, it was bad. So, hey, so they were tiny. They were, I mean, tiny, they were really tiny and. And but they the, produced. They, they had like four blades. It sounded like a really bad hair dryer. Hair dryer, yeah. But but they worked and they flew. Yeah, they, but they flew not with a lot. You know, they they were on the margin. <laughs> they were flying. Yeah, it took, it took a while to get it airborne. But once it got airborne, as long as you kept speed, speed up, it was yeah. All right. But you know, they'd last for where they last a couple of minutes and they come down. Sure. 
So the nice part about these planes were they were made with the poly, well, styrene, right. styrofoam. Beer cooler foam. Beer cooler foam. And so the good bad of that is, is that if they crash, poof, confetti, yeah. you know, hey, it's a parade. The, <laughs> but that styrofoam is uber light. Oh, it's yeah. Uber, uber. You know, light. EPO is cool and it's dense and all that kind of stuff and you can really mold it. But the foam, that, that styrene foam is, it's so light, it's incredibly light. Yeah. So Mike, being a Texan, decided, well, if I could go bigger with stuff, you know, <laughs> I use these little IPS motors in right. this, but now I have these new modern, you know, brushless power, 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 power motors. <laughs> um, I'll get a 10 or 12, 10, what do you have? I think 10, it's a 12, bl- a 12, 12 blade. blade. So this thing sounds mm, smooth, but butter. <laughs> it just sounds like it power. It does sound like it. And, and, and there's so, two of them. And there's so. two of them, right? So no, yeah, what, it would fly on one. <laughs> Folks, you gotta, you gotta understand this plane could fly on one. No right. problem. Yeah. Mike, you know, he said, well, they designed it for two. I'll put two in there. So he cramps two of these motors, which are way heavier than the old ones. So we had to do a, a little bit of mod and yeah, we bit. got it in there. We got them in there. And the problem was, is that the batteries they used was a 1300 two cell, I think. Yeah, it was something and, small. And I, it, two or three cell. I don't know. It was like the size of a postage stamp or something. I, I The batteries, <laughs> they were tiny. Well, so I think the, they were NEMA before, right? Yeah, when they, they were. First, yeah. So. The, the the fuselage where the batteries go is very is very narrow and thin. Oh my gosh! So we're the batteries today are you know for the lipo are kind of thick. You know they're kind of thicker and squarish. Right. And those were more rectangly. Rectangly. That, is that word? a word? Yeah, it is for that. today. So the so the problem was you these motors that Mike put in there. Hey, great! They a lot of power, but in order to give them the power they need. You got to really do some mods and yeah. some whittling and some, you know, praying <laughs> and some other stuff in order to get the batteries to fit in there. So right. we, a little bit of ingenuity and all the little techniques we told you about, you know, we were able to hollow out some stuff, refiberglass the inside and get some a little 2200 battery in there. And it flew great. Yeah. It flew, flew, flew it, great. It, it flew fantastic. Because it would just climb like nobody's business because it didn't weigh anything. The only, the heaviest thing was the bat, literally the battery and the two motors <laughs> that, that came with that. The body of the plane weighed nothing. You're talking about the first version, right? The first version. Yeah, the one right. I built, right? So, so anyway, um, Mike said, Hey, I, I got another, I got another plane, you know, a spare plane and it's sitting in my closet. I'm going to put it together. What do, you, what do you think I should, what theme should I put on it? And I looked at it and I go, hey, up in Alaska, we have these interceptor aircraft. That they're black and white and they look really cool. And I showed him. He fell in love with it. And he goes, oh, I'm going to do it in this theme. And this guy can paint. So he has this great looking model. And, and it's kind of like it stayed in that stage for a year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. For about a year. Yeah. A year, year and a half. Yeah. Now, it, when it came, it was just a, a all white. Right, it so was just, it was a just plain white, jet, it, yeah, and it has no power system or anything nothing. to it. It was just, the, just, just the frame, just the frame, and it's all white. And they basically sold replacement parts for for the other right, right, So right, right. I bought the entire kit replacement part, is what I did. So I haven't, I have one already that I built, um, and then I upgraded it, like what Jay was talking about. I upgraded it to these new fangled, you know, big twelve blade EDFs. It sounded great, looked great. And then now I have this new model, but I don't really need it because the other one was flying. So I decided to go ahead and uh, and airbrush this thing. And then to dedicate it, because Jay came up with the idea, I actually found some 
Oh, the AK stickers AK and stuff. AK stickers. Yeah, that, yeah. That's looks pretty so, good. It looks yeah. good. It looks yeah. great. So anyway, so didn't mean, didn't mean to interrupt you. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so folks, we went out today. You know, this was a Maiden Tuesday, I guess. Yeah. So we went out today with the guys, and they all they all lined up. You, you could tell what plane they, what plane they like because they all line up on the. As my wife was across the way walking the dog, she goes, "Yeah, all those fellows just lined up on the on the sidewalk and they whipped out their cameras." <laughs> and I'm like, and um, so first they're like, "Well, you know, where are the wheels on it? You know, how are you going to launch it?" And, you know, so I'm the guy. I'm the launchee. And, um, so I'm kind of figuring out, I'm going to hold this thing. And, um, let's just say you've had some interesting, uh, launches from those guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Those guys do a pretty good job, but, uh, yeah, sometimes it just depends on how people launch, but I've had some that went right straight in the air. I've had some that went towards the ground and like spiking football. football. Everybody's kind of figured out how to launch (laughs) it now, but, uh, yeah, very first launches are usually, uh, quite exciting. Yes. So we, we got out there and this plane was a little different than the first one. The mm-hmm. first one was just Elevon, just Elevon's. Mm-hmm. And this one you added, uh, you were at first, you weren't going to do it. You, you, I wasn't, it just, uh, I was going to make it just, uh, elevator and aileron, ailerons. Right. So the way this model works is that you can cut, um, the elevators out because it all comes in one part. So you can cut the elevators out. Attach the elevator, attach the stabilizer, stabilizer to the body, and then you have independent elevators and you have independent ailerons. Right. And because of the servos that I purchased to put into this thing, I realized that wasn't going to work because they were so huge. So what I decided to do on this one, just I don't know, it was it was a one night in a. I think what caused it is because I unpacked my foam cutter and I was just whipping through <laughs> foam cutting stuff. And, and I thought, Oh, this will be a nice cut on these stabilizers. So I, I basically cut the stabilizers and made them elevons again. Right. So I didn't cut the elevators. Uh, I made them elevons, but now I've got elevons and ailerons. And so in my radio, I have to figure out how to program where these things will actually work. Now, please understand that the real airplane flies just like this. It flies with movable stabilators, I think is what they call them. Yeah. They work simultaneously as elevators and they work simultaneously as as um elevons. And then it gives it this turn ratio that's very very quick. So what I decided to do was to take the uh radio. I have a DX18 and and I I took the radio and I made it an aircraft EDF and then I took two aileron servos and two V tail servos. So now my elevator works the elevate, the whole stabilizers as an elevator. The ailerons work in the roll mode and the rudder makes these go into a, what would you call that? It's just the opposite, like an elevon mode. Right. So it's literally three modes in one. Took a little bit of programming, but uh, once I figured it out, it it works perfect. Just have to remember that one side is on one stick. So when you go to make a left hand turn and left hand rudder and you know yeah. forward, it, it it it's pretty exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to your launch. Yeah, so I get out there and um, just to make sure I give it a good huck. You know, as Mike powers it up and I get the nod from him, I give it the huck. You got a little bit of a left hand turn, but you, you correct you, you, you were able to correct for it. So uh gave you a good angle. 
And she climbed right up there. Oh yeah, pretty man. quick. She went skyward. And he, he was looking smooth, and then all of a sudden, it did the the little donkey dance, <laughs> you know. And I is that what that's called, a donkey yeah. dance? <laughs> and so I'm I'm it looking started at started huckabucking. Yeah, huckabucking. <laughs> and and so I'm looking at it, and I'm like, okay, so was that him, or was that the plane? That's the yeah. first thing that goes through my head. Right. Doesn't look like it's the plane. I don't think it's a linkage. Or the next thing I think is. Did the battery come loose? Right. Because it started acting like it was tail heavy. Yeah, it was kind of, it did feel tail heavy. Right. Well, let's just say that hit Mr. Moan's um, incredible programming has made an uber, super sensitive, <laughs> super, well, you know, once again, that aircraft was built to be a fighter jet. That's what right. Fi- and fighter jets are unstable. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and that's how they are, you know, the premier air superiority in the world. And this represents it to a T. <laughs> so it was very sensitive, I would say. Yeah, it was really more sensitive than I had expected it to be, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. So it, you kind of, you kind of got, I saw you take a deep breath and got, you know, you just calmed down yeah. and then the plane flew okay. Sure. But whenever you kind of got your thumb in it, it, you know, once again, it, it did that, Tail heavy, not you know, like it was tail heavy. It did fly like it was tail heavy, but the first time, yeah. I, the first time. But I don't think it's tail. I just think it's the sensitivity of the aircraft because there was no, there was you, you had no kind of um, expo and anything. Did you? Oh no, no, no. no. You had no expo. I, I was one hundred percent. It was hundred percent yeah. everything. I try not, you know, I try not to do that when I maiden. Uh, right. Just, just from the sheer fact that I want. All the controls. I know well, you some got people. Them. Yeah, you got I know them. some people are kind of like, no, I definitely want to put no, it in this there, one. But I, you, I need to you feel got, it. You asked so. for it. And you got exactly. I, I got one hundred percent of it. Yeah. yeah. So it, the plane, like you said, when you kind of, oh, all right, I'll do a roll or I'll do, you know, it just what I what I liked was when you kind of whipped. I mean, it just flipped right around inside itself. Oh yeah, that was pretty. It, it just kind of comes right around. <laughs> so and it glides real well. It does. It does. <laughs> Especially on a thirteen hundred that it, it lasted yeah, all of about a minute, minute thirty. Minute thirty. But it, mm. luckily you had something with some high C rating, so it was yeah. it was fine. But uh, no, I think I think once we get that one kind of dialed in, that's going to be a sweet flying plane. Yeah, I think it, so. It's going to be, and awesome. it looks good, too. and it looks it looks great. Yeah, it looks great. Thanks to you. <laughs> I, I'm just an idea guy, you know. I'm just I'm just like I said, I'm just the muse out there to help yeah. to help you and the viewers realize that you have potential. I know. It's and then gonna, uh, my glider didn't you. get maiden today because we had some sort of uh, electronic issue with the yeah. tail. Well, the rudder and elevator weren't working, so um, yeah, I, yeah. I think we'll post a picture today. Sure. I think uh, Tom or somebody took a photo of my three. But you know what? That's okay. Yeah, no, no. It was good. You though, know, yeah. because maybe somebody was looking out for us today saying, yeah. you, you shouldn't fly this today. That's probably true. You know? Yeah. So well, I'll, I'll just talk it up to that. So, <laughs> you know, rather rather find out. Because that, that, one's, that one's a little – that one's a crier. That and one is you, a crier. You, that one yeah. you will cry over because yeah. this guy – I found him a great deal on this plane, but um, <laughs> but I, I got to be you. careful. <laughs> you saved me a ton of money on the uh, fuselage air, on the actual on the actual frame. kit yes. airframe, but uh, that kind of got out of hand yeah. when I started putting yeah, the components in. So. <laughs> then it went downhill quick. Yeah, it did go downhill quick. So and that, since my since our wives listen to this podcast, probably yeah. not a good idea to discuss that right now. <laughs> Give her some time at least. Beep. It was beep much. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And then I spent, and then, and then I showed my buddies and he said, holy beep, that much you spent. 
Uh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, so I did bring out one other thing, and unfortunately, you didn't get a chance to fly it. But I'll break it out. Actually, after the podcast, we'll fly it around the house. Okay. But I brought out my King Kong um, one thirty GT, which is a quadcopter, and it's also FPV. And I use in a one hundred and thirty millimeter quadcopter is you pretty much only can fly it inside. It's very very small, but this thing is very very powerful and. Um, I once again, I reason I got it was so you could fly amongst things with it because once again, it's it weighs nothing mm-hmm. and um, you could take a hit and don't have to worry about damaging it. I'm always for that. Yeah, so um, it's using the same uh, camera, similar camera like uh, the pterodactyl had. Um, it's flying on 850, yeah, almost the same, almost the same type of components. 850 milliamp. Uh, 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 not milliamp, uh, yeah, milliamp battery, two cell battery. Uh, I have like 5,000 kV motors in it. Wow. So it sounds like, you know, some crazy angry bees shaking <laughs> up their, their, their nest. And or the whatever. beehives are here. It's it's flying off of three inch blades. Wow. Know, so it's just, you know, or, you know. so, but it's, I'm sure again, my dog will go crazy. I, I got a, I got a chance to, you know, I, once again, I had, I put this together in Alaska. So I've only been able to fly it, not in FPV mode, but just raw flying it. Um, just to my house and I'll just, no, I didn't even fly it out. I didn't even get a chance to fly it outside. I flew it in the house just to make sure everything was working. So the, really the first time I flew it with FPV and, you know, everything was out in your field. Right. And uh, it was fun. I, I was really enjoying it. In fact, I um, clicked it into manual mode and I did my first roll uh, in, in a quadcopter. Wow. And uh yeah, kind of hit the ground. But anyway, so I have some tuning to do, but I I I enjoyed that immensely. It was a lot of fun. Um the weird part was too, I guess because uh with a lot of the quadcopters and things, I'm kind of close by and I can kind of hear it. Right. And that one I had all the way across the park, so I couldn't hear it. Oh, you right. know, so usually I can tell if, you know, once again by hearing it and I could by the pitch of the motors I can I can hear that I'm adding more power in or I need to add a little bit more. And since I couldn't hear anything, it was all by visual cues. That's weird. So that's another one of those weird things. Um, and in fact, the first time I, the way I kind of got hooked on this, I had a buddy, his name's Andre and he was into this first and he took me on a ride. So he flew the quadcopter and he gave me a ride and it was a blast. When you say a ride, that means you're wearing goggles. I was, too, right? I'm wearing the goggles, and I was sitting and sitting down in the chair. And so right. for me, anyway, I have to sit in a chair because I'm a leaner. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, you lean. One he, way. he starts going faster. I start leaning forward. Right. You know, he slows down. I I back up. And so I'm kind of leaning in the chair, doing a little roller coaster ride to myself. And um, you know, some guys can just stand up and do it, but I, I can't. I don't have that ability. So, in fact, the more and more I've really enjoyed it, because he's doing pirouettes and he's doing all these things, you know, to get me sick or just kind of do whatever, get me disoriented. And I'm just into it. You know, in huh. fact, the closer and lower he got down to the ground, the better I liked it. So I'm just like, this is this is so much fun. Right. Well, so once again, he was just flying in front of us. So as I'm flying by, I'd see us off, you know, my 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 vision, I peripheral vision, I see that I'm flying past us. And you'd hear it, you know, the Doppler right, as we right. flew by. And I'd be like, oh, he just, we just flew by ourselves. <clears throat> so everything was fine. Then he went out to the field, went out in the field and he started coming towards us. And he's, he's cooking in this thing. And it was fairly, it was a fairly large quad, quadcopter at the uh-huh. time. Remember I told you, you know, you had to have a news truck. Right. In the right. beginning. 
So, so anyway, he's cruising towards us. So you hear this B-52 like type thing buzzing towards us. Where mine sounds like a B, his sounds like, you know, a bus. Right. So he's buzzing in towards us and so I can hear it, you know, and plus now I'm speeding. Now, so you got to imagine folks. So in the goggles, I can see I'm rushing towards myself at neck break speed and I can hear it coming. Right. Right. So I hear this, I hear this bus coming towards me. (laughs) Now I can't. I can't see the I can I can't see the bus, but I can hear the bus, and so I know the bus is coming, and I and I can see how fast the bus is coming towards me, and it's low to the ground. It's at my level. It like you know he's like he's going to hit us, right? And it's coming, and it's coming, and so the next thing I know, I the faster he goes, what do I do? I lean forward. So imagine this. Let's say Mike's sitting across from me in the desk, and he. Stands up and he goes to throw a punch at my face. I see the punch coming at my face. What am I going to do? What do I do? You rock backwards. You rock back. You right. naturally rock backwards. Right. But I'm in the goggles. So what am I doing as I'm I'm going faster at myself? Oh, you rock forward. So, so I'm. it's like I'm sitting on my your fist coming towards my face. What do I do? I lean forward. So I'm leaning forward into the, into the punch that's going to punch <laughs> me in the face, which counteracts the natural reaction of leaning back. back, My brain short-circuited. That is the first time I've ever gotten sick. Really? I've ever gotten motion sick. Huh. Was that. I've been on boats, trains, planes, you know, almost rockets. I've been on a lot of things and I don't get sick. Yeah, I I think there's a video of you trying to get sick on mine, but I thought thought you were going to mess with me. (laughs) The whole time, I I was waiting for you to stack up the Gs. I thought you were going to really hurt me. So that's why I was doing that the whole time. So anyway, sorry, folks. So so he's coming right at us and I'm leaning forward and I can hear it and it it sounds like he's going to hit us, you know, because he's going so fast. Mm -hmm. And then he puts it on the brakes right before, right in front of us and lands. Ugh. Well, I about topple out of the chair sure. and, you know, I'm like, oh, 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 I'm looking for the blue bag. <laughs> I don't have a blue bag, right. you know, and I, I that just messed. I I mean, just like you put me in a rubber room, bounced it around, spun it, and then you let me out like plain dizzy back. You know, I'm yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. I was just like, I'm done for the day. <laughs> I've never been messed up like that before. Yeah, never. That's, that's and, I, and my butt was sitting in a chair. I've, the whole time, I, the whole time, I really that was. But after that, I was kind of hooked. But I don't fly towards myself that much. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I don't fly towards myself that much after that. But other than that, I love it. I love it. So it's a, it's a. Hoot. Well, before we go, we uh, we got to uh, talk to Jim a little bit today about his new oh, Mavic. Yeah, Mavic, Mavic. Mavic was a Mavic, Mavic? or Mav- Maverick or Mavic? Uh, I think it's a by Ma- DGI. Right, yeah, it's a DGI Mavic. I it's amazing. That thing was truly amazing. It is. I am just amazed at what once again technology a year. Yeah. A year's gone by, yeah. and that's worth a podcast all on its own. Actually. Oh, it is, it is. That was pretty amazing, though. We put uh, we put Jay on the hot seat and made him the point of interest in this little uh, <laughs> camera, and then told him to take off running, and he ran all over the park, and this quad would follow him around. It was it was quite spectacular um, to watch this thing move. And it uses a typical cell phone. Yeah, you don't you don't need any special gear. Just a and it goes cell, out cell phone. four miles. Yeah, four miles. He said. We're gonna to have to talk to Jim more about yeah. that. I think. I, and I, I, the part I loved was the, even though it didn't work because he had it set up differently, but this this little quadcopter has the ability for you to give it hand signals. So yeah. you, you can give it a hand signal to take a picture, folks. It's amazing. You can also guide the thing if you like. You want to set up a shot. You can give it directions, 
and say, go backwards, come forwards, go to the right, go to the left and frame yourself in a little picture, you know, how you want it to take picture and then tell it to take pictures. It's amazing. Yeah. And then you can, uh, it has, um, Oh, like, the auto like, Well, no, the, the, the trees. Remember when he was right oh, the yeah, tree? Oh, yeah, the obstacle, avoid, obstacle avoidance. avoidance. Yeah. So it was coming towards, and I come, he flew it right at the tree. He <laughs> got real close to the tree. I, I was waiting for it. Oh, I was waiting for that just yeah. to be bundled up in the tree. I guess they got to work on that one. I guess they got a software uh, <laughs> mod for that, huh? Well, we'll save all that for a different podcast because uh, we're kind of out of time. But, uh, hey, man, we're uh, looking forward to a great week with you here and uh, attending the the um Electric Festival. Oh yeah, I'm and looking today forward to was, it. Today uh, was was a good day. At Tuesday, we're a little late on our podcast. Uh, just sorry, today, folks. <laughs> normally, release it in the mornings, but uh, this is works uh, really well for us. So, we're going to lay down a few more, and we will talk to you again uh, two weeks. Yeah, two, two weeks. Two weeks. So. Two weeks. I, I got to think of a new logo too because I can't say J from the AK. Yeah, that's so TX doesn't sound as good. So yeah, J from the TX. Uh, <laughs> sound like a transmitter? I don't know. I don't. What, what do people in Texas say? I don't know. From uh, who knows? From the big state of big Texas? I don't know. I, I, I have a hard. You know time what? You that. have plenty of time to figure that out. Uh, okay. Well, well, we're excited that you're here in Arizona for this week. It does. So I'm. I'm I'm Jay from the AZ. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So for Mike here at uh, the Park Fire Podcast and and Jay from the former AK. There you go. We appreciate you joining us today. We're uh, hoping that you'll uh, see us again or at least listen to us again next time. And uh, we hope you have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. You have been listening to the Park Fire Podcast. Thanks for joining us. And we look forward to your next visit. Please feel free to email your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com.